0: Hello, and welcome to Two Girls in a Pod. I'm Sharon. I'm Christy. Hope all of you had a great week, or actually two weeks. You know, one of the things we decided was after we did the last one, because we asked for some feedback, we realized if we didn't put it off week, we may not get any feedback. So we were happy that we did get some feedback. And actually, we have a guest today, Rebecca, Christy's sister, who we mention sometimes in our podcast. (laughs) She's going to be joining us because we've talked a little bit with her about this assignment, it what it's kind of meant to her. And so we're just going to kind of get her feedback on it and do a little bit of just conversation about it. So everybody, this is Rebecca.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah. So for you, what was the assignment like doing the the pie chart of your life?
1: It was interesting just walking through the process of thinking about it mentally. Like, did I want to see it as kind of what you guys were talking about in your last podcast? Of, do I want to view it as a a physical thing? Am I at work 90% of my day? No. But mentally, um, I spend a lot of time stressing about work and giving a lot of thought and process to that. So going through this kind of gave me some time to sit there and think about how I mentally spend a lot of my time and effort into different areas and gave me a good look at that.
0: Well, and I think that's really an interesting piece of it is because, you know, when we're talking about some people might say, I only work 40 hours, so that's not too bad. But I think what they don't address, too, is, like you said, that mental piece of it that you're attending to when you're not at work, if you're attending to work when you're not at work and it's your family time or stuff like that, then that other piece is still lacking because you're not really in the present moment with them. You know what I mean?
1: Absolutely. That's kind of how I viewed it and having a daughter at home and you know, she's hitting her teenage years and not liking me is kind of our our mode at home right now. So I wanted to get her view on how she's seen. So when you guys talked about in the podcast, how you did it as a couple and how to talk about it, I did it with my daughter and just got her point of view on how she's seen things. And so it was kind of an eye-opening where she, you know, was like, oh, we have fun time, but you don't really have fun time. We're there, but you're, like, mentally somewhere else. And so, like, her point of view really kind of stood out on how much time I mentally put into my space for work or somewhere else and not being present into the family time.
0: Well, you know, and that's what's really interesting is I think sometimes when you look at that, and we talked a little bit about the podcast, you know, Like Christy's perception, we'll use workout time. Christy's perception of her workout may be, well, I don't do it very often because I do all these things in between. But oftentimes when she's doing other things, she's still thinking about her workout. Would you agree? Right. So that becomes for you that place of, and I do it with work sometimes. I tell my clients, you know, just because your hour ends with me does not mean that my time that I work on the things behind the scenes ends.
2: And I have noticed that, you know, like even when you are finished with work, I know that there's that little bit of time that you're still needing, that you're still going over some things in your mind. It takes you a little bit to get out of that work mode. There's the time spent at work and then, yeah, the time spent mentally thinking about it still. And so it's still a part of that category.
0: Yeah. And she'll be talking to me and telling me something and then she'll look at me, she goes, did you even hear anything I said? And I'm there like, well, kind of, sort of,
2: <laughs> you know. You usually answer me right away. Yes, I did. And then I ask you a question and you may or may not be able to answer.
0: <laughs> <laughs> do you find that that's how it is, say, when you're talking with with your family too, Becca, that you're missing things?
1: Oh, absolutely. And I think we do that just in a general, like even with our cell phones and stuff, we kind of get lost in that that space and we give social media more time than we should rather than being present in that family time. So for me, I really put my family and friends time as a very small percentage on my wheel because I don't feel like I give that mental space. I don't make that extra phone call or two. I don't push out the way that I think that I should. And so, yeah, I I really do think that we kind of get distracted with just our mental space, getting clouded with either work or, or nonsense in the background. So-
0: So let me ask you this. So you've talked about work and family, but, you know, we talked also about the spiritual piece of it. We talked about overall wellness, you know, your mental and physical wellness as well as uh, part of one of those. Where did you see yourself with the other pieces of the pie? Well,
1: we were looking at like health, right? It was health and and fun and friends and spiritual was the, the, the points that I was looking into. So the health side of things, I was kind of talking to Christy a little bit about this on the side as well is that health is a huge thing. You're always thinking about what are you putting in your mouth and being a bigger lady. That's something I'm always thinking about is, is living a healthier lifestyle, being mindful of that. And so I give a lot of mental space to that, but I don't really act on that. And so being active in that and really putting forth the effort. And so my next step and what I was working on tonight is working on a goal wheel of what I want to look like in the future.
0: I think that's really interesting because one of the things is, is we, another guest of ours, we're just calling her MJ. One of the things she said was she also talked about the amount of time that the things, the distractions that keep her from the goals, basically that keeps her from the balance. Do you know what I mean? And so this, this was the way she, my miscellaneous category covers the worries and distractions that keep me from focusing on the other categories in life. It also covers the amount of time I don't actively try to move forward with the better part of my life. So basically the same thing is that if somebody says, well, how do you go about, do you think about your health and stuff? The answer for you could be, yes, I put a lot of time and thought into that. But that thought also gets in the way of you being healthy. Absolutely. Because one of the things that we don't put on the wheel, because we don't want to identify it as a
2: category, I think is stress. And stress is a huge distraction for a lot of people. There's, you know, and you sometimes you become stressed over the things that you aren't actively doing. You're just being mental about.
0: <laughs> well, I think the cool thing is, is when you mention that the wheel is not necessarily for that. But right. what it does is it helps you identify yeah. those things that are keeping you out of balance. Because health itself isn't keeping you out of balance. It's the stressors around health. Mm -hmm. spirituality isn't keeping you out of balance it's the lack of Mm -hmm. it's the other thing once again all that miscellaneous and I really like the way she put that it's that miscellaneous stuff or that thought process that's taking place that is contributing to why we're out of balance right and I think that's kind of what you were just saying Becca is that thinking having the thought process about the health and that occupying your mind some people would but look at their wheel and they might put that as a very large thing. So people looking at it, the perception might be, Wow, she really spends a lot of time being healthy.
1: That's exactly what I would see and how I would envision my wheel looking. And that's why it was, I was insane. I, I looked at it as a, a mental what my mental space was for the wheel rather than an actual physical thing.
0: Which is interesting because a lot of people when they're doing this, they're not looking at, at the mental piece, even though Oftentimes that is the assignment is understanding that it's the mental piece of it. it's our perception of it. it's the the pieces that are getting our headspace that's getting in the way, and then why we perceive our wheel to look the way that it does
2: and that's the heart of it, I think is that that it exposes the truth about you know because you're you are looking at it mentally, yeah, you're spending a lot of time on one thing or another. But yeah, I think this does help you to identify where's that lack in that and how it truly physically is versus how it is mentally.
0: Well, you know, and I think with occupational, that's finances. So when we kind of put those two together, I think that's another big place for people where they will worry and worry and worry and worry and stress about finances, and they spend a lot of time worrying about it. So they're spending so much time worrying about it, they're not finding any solution to it. And I think that's a lot with all the wheel. If I'm spending so much time worrying about my health, I'm not actively participating in being healthy. The same thing is if I'm worrying and putting so much time and energy into my work, am I getting any more out of it? Do you get more out of it if you spend? I mean, do you get paid more for sitting at home thinking about it?
1: Absolutely not.
0: (laughs) No, and I think that actually
2: also brings in an interesting thing about, you know, there's been a lot of talk about quiet quitting and all of that.
0: And, you know, it's funny because Christy and I were talking about that earlier. And, you know, for years now, I've been talking with my clients about this. We don't call it quiet quitting. I call it boundary setting at work. When do you set the boundary and say, no, this is what you're paying me for. This is what I'm going to do. I'm no longer going to go above and beyond because when I go above and beyond, the expectation becomes I have to do more and more and more. And pretty soon, I think that's why, you know, with this whole pandemic, I think that's where people started this mad exodus because they realized, oh my God, I am doing so much more than I need to be doing. Right. And is setting boundaries at work hard for you?
1: It's next to impossible for me. And I'm one of those overachievers naturally. So I just, I want to prove my, my worth. I want to feel accomplished in my job. And so for me personally, I want to go above and beyond. I feel the need that I have to get something out of my job to have completion in it. And so it's kind of like you, I mean, you can't walk away from your therapy and just be done with it you know you think about it and you plan for the next session and you're hoping on how you can help them right it's kind of the same thing even though maybe my job isn't as intense as that or you know whatever the case may be but I still find myself just having the need to be a part of that so being able to say I'm quite quitting is really hard
0: well this is the thing though you know when you say that you know early on in my career I was working lots and lots of hours and even when I wasn't at work I was still working trust me And I came to a point where I'm there like, what am I doing? You at some point become counterproductive. And what I mean by that is you become counterproductive to you as an individual. And that's why when we look at this wheel, if so much of my time is being consumed by work, but the benefit I'm getting out of it doesn't match. And it's not going to because, and like you said, you know, when your daughter looks at that and she's saying, yeah, you're present, but you're not present. At the end of the day our families, the people that we love and care about, are going to be there. Our jobs will come and they will go. So it is maybe not about that. And it's maybe asking yourself, why do I have to be an overachiever? What am I trying to do? What is the purpose of it?
1: And I think the society now and, and what it is now in the workplace has us questioning that that exact question. <laughs> and like putting it out there is What am I really getting from this and what am I gaining and and seeing that life is short and and not spending time and clearing my mind and allowing myself some spiritual space or self-growth outside of work? What am I achieving really as a person? So it's a huge question. I think that that's what weighs for me in this field. You know, the medical field is...
0: It can be brutal.
1: It's intense, to say the least. So yeah, I really think that that is a question that I, I have started to ask myself, what am I really getting out
0: of this? Well, I think the cool thing is, is, you know, when we talk about these kind of exercises, or when we're talking on our podcast, it really is to just challenge people to think, to really do some self-exploration, to really take moments, to quiet their minds, to self-reflect.
2: And hopefully gain, you know, new perspective, you know, and see like you say, the exploration in into how you can better things and how you can better balance things. And so, I mean, that's like really the whole main goal of the exercise. And I feel like that looking at the pie is definitely, it's a very telling way to do it. I know that it was, like I said, when we talked about it in the last podcast, that was very difficult for me. I could not I drew my pie and I think I had one half like workout and I had
0: one half like the rest. (laughs) So Mm
2: -hmm. it was really, it was really hard for me.
0: You know, I think what was really interesting about MJ, and we talked a little bit about this, is that she did the current life chart balance. And, you know, when we look at it, her miscellaneous is what takes all of her time. And so it's about half the pie. And then when you look at all these other things, so, how was her breakdown? So, when she did it over here, her spiritual was about three percent, occupation fifteen, health twelve, family and friends ten, leisure and fun ten, miscellaneous fifty. Miscellaneous being the stuff that's going on in her head, that stuff that prevents that may fall into all of these categories, but because it's taking up space.
2: It has to be counted in that way. And I think that that's what you can really see with this is the amount of overthinking that is going on within people, too. You know, I mean, it's just we're so absorbed.
0: And You know, it's interesting because then she said what her ideal life chart would look like. And these are her percentages. Spiritual 18, occupation 25, health 25, family and friends 15, leisure and fun. 15. So that's kind of can go into family and friends and stuff like that. But she only wants 2% of her time now to be miscellaneous, that stuff that takes up space. So with you, Becca, did you look at what you would like your ideal chart to look like?
1: I did. Yeah, I was kind of sitting here looking over that and just kind of thinking I wanted to spend more time where it was family and friends and having fun and enjoying life. Instead of being so consumed with my health and with my job and with finances. And then just finding that for me spiritual is more of like a connecting with the earth and being present, being mindful. And that's been something that I've been working on lately anyways. And so I think those are the bigger ones that I'm wanting to push for and make make it bigger on my pie than it currently is. So I was thinking more of half of my pie being about family, friends, having fun and and being a little bit more mindful.
0: Well, you know, what's interesting is oftentimes when I do this assignment with people, and I've done this in my practice for a while, is that people almost start to feel a sense of guilt. Oh, my God, I'm not going to be as good of a worker, or I'm not going to work as many hours or, or, you know what I mean, there becomes this, I don't know if you would call it guilt, but this idea of giving up one thing for another thing, instead of understanding it's not giving up, but it's sharing space in a different way.
1: And I say, I definitely people, think that would be hard. It's going to be the hard part to not feel guilty about not giving a hundred percent, a hundred and thirty percent at work, and feeling like you are quiet quitting when you really are just setting those boundaries and telling them that I'm going to work what I need to work for you and what you're paying me for.
0: Well, and I think the thing is, and that's why I brought it up because especially when you said you use the terms that you're an overachiever and stuff like that, what that does for, you know, how you separate that out mentally as well and say, you know, I'm going to have some feelings I'm going to have to work through on this because part of me is going to feel bad because, you know, does that make me a bad employee? I mean, all these crazy thoughts start going into your head. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. You know, are they going to look at me different? Because, you know, last week I was doing 130 percent. This week, I'm only going to do 120. Then I'm only do 100 percent of my thing. I'm going to give them 100% when I'm there, but I'm not going to give them over and above. And not understanding that, should anybody demand more than 100% of us when we're at work? I don't think so. Mm
1: -hmm. But It shouldn't be like that, but that's where it stands right now, I think.
2: (laughs) Right. I think you do see that a lot of times in jobs, and you can understand how people have come to this idea of the quiet quitting. So that they're trying to preserve themselves because for so long it's been expected that you just go above and beyond and basically there's a lot of people out there that are like working for free in some aspects you know
0: and we have a friend who does that she's very dear to us and sometimes they ask her to go in and do interpreting and stuff like that and i told her one day i said so how much do they pay you for that she goes well they don't i said if you're a translator you're supposed to get paid more and that she goes uh no so they have these expectations of her. She's afraid to say no, even though it's not part of her job description. And I think that's the other thing I tell people, know your job description, because if if it's stuff that's above and beyond or whatever, if I have clients who ask me something, you know, they'll say, well, can you do other?" They're like, no, I can't. Sorry, that's not in my area of expertise or whatever it is. And it used to be, I'll be like, okay, well, let me help you find something else. And sometimes I do, sometimes I don't, because it kind of depends on situation by situation. But I think when we go and we do the job of three people, and we get paid as one person, because you know that if you cut back to your 100%, they might sit there and say, oh, man, we need another person in here to help out. Or they could have just paid you for, you know, so it's kind of this whole weird I think dynamic that's taking place now with the way people are viewing their time. Cause I'm guessing you feel like your time is valuable, right?
1: Oh, I think my time's valuable for sure. <laughs> I'd like to think so.
0: <laughs> well, it's not only that. The other thing I think people are talking more about is pay me my worth. Right. Say I work for a company and say I get billed out at say $50 an hour. Let's use that for an example, but say the company, I get paid $50 an hour, but they bill out at $120 an hour. They're making $70 off of me an hour. So if you can bill out at $120 an hour, shouldn't I at least get half maybe (laughs) or whatever? So I think that becomes the issue. And then when people step back and say, no, what am I worth? The other thing I think people are looking at, and I know you were just on vacation and stuff and you you came in vacation here, which was really great. We really enjoyed having you guys here. But that was something I really liked that I saw with you. You came here for vacation. We had a great time. Hope you guys had a great time. I shouldn't speak out of turn.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, (laughs) we absolutely did. I was just waiting for a pause to say something.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And then you went on another little vacation.
1: We did, we went on a mini. And so we just have been spending more family time and spending time with friends and and getting a little bit more leisure in over the summer. It's a little bit easier when kids are in school or out of school, I mean. So yeah, I mean, we have definitely been trying to boost that part of our wheel and really be present and not be on our phones and that kind of stuff too. let me
0: ask you this, when you did that, when you were here and then went on the other vacation, did you give thought to work?
1: No, I did not. I had capabilities to see stuff for work and to respond to them, you know, via emails and things like that. And I just, I didn't even give them the space to consider even looking at my email or looking at our team's messenger, anything like that. I did not give any space to that at all.
0: Okay. And did you have any feelings around it? Did you feel like, oh man, now I'm going to have so much work when I get back? Because that's another thing people do, you know, when they take, my job's a little bit different because it's not like if I go away for a week, I'm going to come back and have seven more new clients <laughs> or anything like that. So and I'm not, you know, so I might get more emails or whatever. But it's a little bit different for my profession, because when you work in companies, it's like a lot of people will also tell me, you know, what? I just don't want to take vacation, because you know what, I take vacation, when I come back, I have five times the amount of work.
1: And that's currently what we're going through is that we don't have a, a coverage for somebody. So what we're doing is, we're basically working ourselves prior to going on vacation, just working as hard as we can to get pushed out to make sure everything is is taken care of before we leave. And then when we come back, we're hoping that somebody was able to cover our stuff as well as their own to make sure I don't have a thousand plus emails to go through and backlog for the week while I was gone.
0: Because I wonder how many people... I have clients who will tell me, you know, I'd rather not take vacation because it's just more work that I have. (laughs) Have you ever felt that way, too?
1: Oh, I definitely, especially the, you know, we went on vacation to see you guys and we were gone for already a week or so. And then it was less than just a few weeks later. And we took a small, it was only four days at that point. But at that time, I was already backlogged from the last vacation, which, you know, I, I really, I had that plan and that's what was going on. But once I came back from that, I knew I had so many emails and I had so many things to get caught up on and we had new hires and training and things going on. And so then now I'm taking another vacation. And I that time I, I did give a little bit of thought of how much it's going to be coming back. If my new hires would be good while I was gone, would they be successful? Did I set them up appropriately? That kind of stuff. And so it was, it was a little bit more on my mind about that that time around.
0: Well, once again, that takes up without realizing it. And I don't think we give a whole lot of conscious thought to it. It's just like, oh, well, no, I'm just going to do this one last thing. And then that one last thing is like, okay, well, maybe you guys had dinner planned or, and now dinner's getting cold because you've got that one last thing to do. And not understanding that family looking in, you know, as as your daughter was talking to you about, of that thing of being present and stuff like that. Other than that, did you guys pretty much agree? Did she see this? same stuff you did it I guess is what I was trying to ask
1: no there was like a whole area of where she just left it blank she didn't even know how to assign it she kind of gave it a miscellaneous like she was just kind of confused about well you're you're there I don't really know what you do I don't know how to I don't know how to describe it is what she said to me so she was like yeah you you know you have some friends and you have your you know time and for spiritual, our conversation was kind of being mindful and doing meditation and, and yoga. So she kind of had it more of like a, how much time do you spend on yoga <laughs> rather than spiritual? But that's how she kind of understood the assignment. But yeah, she gave a whole area that she just didn't know how to assign. And she was just like, well, and then sometimes your attitude or, or how you behave while we're in those areas or being distant. It was alarming, you know, it was an eye opener on how she perceived my wheel. So it was a really good conversation to have with her.
0: Well, and I think that's kind of one of the things is, 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 you know, we hadn't done this assignment. So even when I told Christy about let's do this assignment, let's, you know, let's talk about balance and what a struggle it was for you. Yeah.
2: Like I said, I was like, well, okay, is it how I see it or is it how I want it to be? Is it how you see it? Is it how you want it to be? <laughs>
0: you know, Which was really interesting. As I said, it's your wheel. I said, just draw your wheel of how you see these areas. So it was even in the instruction, how you see these areas. But people will often go to that place of, oh, my God, wait, how now my past, all of this stuff starts to come up.
2: Yeah. Is it the goal that I want it to look like this? Or is it that, you know, this is how I think it is right now? Or Yeah.
1: You know, hearing you guys talk about it and listening to the podcast and hearing the assignment and even talking about your struggle, Christy, I still sat in front of my wheel going. I actually kind of put it off for a while. Just like I mentally was sitting there thinking about how would I even go about starting this? And I put it off days before sending it back to you guys because I just didn't know what to to put down or how I wanted to see my wheel.
0: And I think that's what it is, too. I think maybe there's this little subconscious thing that says, I know that I'm out of balance. I know I'm out of balance. And because I'm out of balance, I don't want to like have it in my face. Yeah,
2: it's sort of like you get overwhelmed, you know, I mean, I've said that about a lot of things. It's like it becomes avoidance because you feel overwhelmed by whatever it is that's in front of you.
0: <laughs> Yeah. And I think that's what it is. And I think because when you have these assignments that are more of a self-reflection, I think that can make us kind of sit back and say, man, how do I really perceive myself? And so for you, Becca, was it just more of putting it off because you were being stubborn with this? No, I'm
1: kidding. I mean, a little bit of that too. I figured you would wait for me. (laughs) No, but honestly, I just... I don't know. I think I just didn't know how to really put it down on paper and and say, you know, how much time do I want to see it as a physical thing or a mental thing is really what I was fighting with myself about is I felt like I really wanted to give it the mental point of view, because that's where I feel like I fight with myself more is giving too much mental space for the wrong things. And so that's how I wanted to see my wheel. And so I waited a little bit of time kind of just going back and forth with myself about that, listening to your podcast about it.
2: And I think that's really the point. It's so that you can identify, you know, where you're spending all your time mentally, so that you can look at it and say, this is where I need to maybe spend more time and actually make action.
0: The thing that's kind of fascinating is that this is a mental exercise. Even though when we're talking about physical, we're talking about in our health and stuff, there's that physical piece of it. And when we're talking about occupation, that's a physical thing. Do you see what I mean? But yet, understanding that it starts in the mental spot. It starts in our thought processes first, whether it's a job we do, whether it's our spirituality, anything that it is, it starts in our thought processes And I think that that's the whole purpose of this assignment is to not just, you know, kind of like MJ did, that miscellaneous, all that stuff that gets in the way that really helps determine what your wheel looks like. And you in a lot of times you don't even realize it. Yeah. And so, and it sounds like that's kind of what you were doing too, Becca, when you were doing it, you were looking at the mental pieces of it.
1: Yeah, I was inspired by MJ's wheel and and what we're talking about here and how she has it set up because I think that you're right. It is giving that miscellaneous is that mental part of it versus actually looking at it physically. So maybe I'll have to redo my wheel.
0: Well, I don't know if you have to even redo it, but understand that it all starts with the mental piece. She calls it miscellaneous, but those still, those miscellaneous thoughts are whether it's around occupation, how much of that thought process, like you, your miscellaneous is the thought process around work itself. Do you see what I mean? Yes. So that's why work takes up such a, a much bigger piece of your wheel, because it's not just the actual time that you're spending at the job. It's the mental time you're spending as well. So it's the same thing, MJ and you did it the same way. And, and as it, as the assignment is, is it, it's it's, not just the the physical pieces of it, but it really is the the mental time that we're taking that gets in the way of us being balanced. Yeah. And because, you know, we do talk about everything here. The puppy just woke up. I just want you to know and is not being mindful at all other than she's trying to bite me. So I'm sorry if I get a little distraction. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, those are the things. It's a mental assignment because it really is about... Taking time to truly think about your life and the things that are valuable to you. And oftentimes when people do this assignment at first, what we find is that the things that are important to them are not the things that are taking up the most space. Yeah, it's not the things that they're doing. It's not the valuable things. Yeah. Because, you know, Becca, we know you. We know the importance of your family to you. But yet they didn't take up the biggest space. Right.
1: Yeah. And, and and seeing how somebody within the family, I want to do this with my husband as well, because you guys have talked about doing it as a couple and seeing how your family perceives how much time that you and energy that you give into them. It's a really good conversation starter, I think. So I was pretty excited about this and, and listening to this. So I'm glad that you guys brought it up.
0: Well, we're so happy that, you know, you took the time to do it because and to share it because it is, I think, what you're sharing, you know, just like you and MJ, you're both sharing the same thing. You just put it in two different ways. But it's the same thing, that miscellaneous, that thought I'm giving to things that aren't relevant, important or as relevant and important as I want them to be. Do you see what I mean? Yes, yeah, absolutely. Now that you've done this assignment. What are the conscious things that you can do or are you thinking of doing? I know, you know, you, you guys have spent more family time together and stuff like that. And I know you did this assignment with your daughter, which I think is really cool, you know. But what did you find that you sat there and said, oh, my gosh, this is really my top three priority of things maybe that I I need to look at and, and really do an active plan on changing? Well, that's
1: what I was hoping this conversation was i uh, talking to my therapist. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just, just visually thinking about the goal. I, I mean, I just sat down tonight to do that. Part of it is looking at what I want to see in the future. So no, I haven't set any active changes or goals, but, you know, spending time. And I think putting the phone away and being a little bit more present, those are things and, and working out as a family, you know, that kind of thing and talking about meal preps and things like that as a family, we are kind of crossing over some of those things and giving a little bit more mindful thought into, into family, into friends and, and reaching out to friends more often. Actually, I, I reached out to Christy and the, you know, it was Monday or Tuesday. It was kind of an off day for us to actually sit and talk and we were working, you know, it was just, I wanted to reach out. I wanted to make an effort to, to say hi to, not necessarily just sit and vent about my problems or anything like that, but just to say, hey, how are you doing? So I want to make more of those phone calls. And I think those are my goals for right now.
0: Well, and I think one of the things is, is or, or maybe you realize you already did it in that step in doing this uh, assignment with your, your daughter and saying, you know, I want to do this with my husband to see what that looks like. But also, I think it all starts with having the awareness. And, you know, now that it's been brought into your awareness, you can do active planning. If, and I always tell people, if something is not in our awareness, we don't know it exists. We don't know it's a problem. If we don't know it's a problem, we there's nothing we are going to do actively about it. Do you see what I mean?
2: Yeah, I know that one of the things that has been really important to me in setting a goal to, to change something up, it would be probably the spiritual piece of it. And I mean... We've been working on some time the meditation piece, which I really feel like is important to that spiritual piece of it. But reading for me has been another big one. I have found several books that I really feel like have really good information that really resonates with me. And I really feel like I want to take time reading and doing that. And I think that that'll really help me.
0: And I think reading is such an important thing because you can read stuff that really helps with that spirituality, you can read those things that are going to help with your emotional wellness and things like that. You can read those things that are about just bringing joy and happiness to you, or creativity, or whatever that is. You know, one of the things is is, and you know, we talk with you, Becca, about the books that we read, and and if there's a book that we read that we think, hey, this is something that we Think would be good for you, then you know we we kind of pass that on. And I know we talked to you about reading. You are a badass, and do you find that also true for you?
1: Yeah, hearing the book, hearing the book, because uh, I'm not really sitting down and reading. I don't like to spend time to do that, which is you know crazy. But not everybody's a, a reader wants mm-hmm. to go through that. So I did an audio book on that, and and sitting and listening to. The author sit there and read it to me was nice and <laughs> getting to hear some of the insight it gives us a little bit more too of it's almost like it'd be in a book club, you know, when you guys send me over a book and we, we have something a little bit more to discuss about the views or what was going on in that book, that kind of thing too. So yeah, it's been very helpful to kind of just see that point of view and get some insight from different authors, things like that. So no, I've definitely appreciated having those books being sent over to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And I think the other thing is is that and and for me, I don't know, maybe it's part of my spiritual maybe part of my emotion, I don't know. I've talked about that I've gone into the coaching piece of my job and just really helping people meet those goals and and being balanced and when, and when you're balanced you're going to meet those goals whatever they are whether, you know, you're opening your own business or you're stuck in sports or whatever, you know, cuz I do some with sports and things like that. But one of the things I'm doing in conjunction with that is I'm in the middle of writing a book. I was very happy that because, you know, when you were here, you got to read some of it. But for me, that's a way of processing sometimes. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, that would be a good way to kind of just sit down and put out your thoughts and, and give some advice in there as well.
0: Well, I don't know if I was giving too much. No. <laughs> I mean, keep
1: giving some advice out there. <laughs>
0: Everybody has that growth and growth can come. I guess the, the, the key thing is growth can come from so many places, a podcast, right? a movie. It's all around us sitting out by a lake, look, going to the ocean, whatever that is that feeds that piece of you that makes you want to be more, learn more, grow more. I tell people do it.
2: That's all, all about that self-care.
0: And at the end of the day, when we look at that wheel, okay, this is really important. When we look at that wheel, at the end of the day, it is about your self-care. How balanced are you? The wheel helps us to know where we need to shift. Right. It helps us to know if it's that miscellaneous, if miscellaneous is taking up too much of your space, then figure out how to declutter that, right? You know, you sit and you start that process of, do I really need to worry about my job? Is it the end of the world if I don't have it? Is it the end of the world if I only work 40 hours? The answer is no.
2: You know, and sometimes it comes back to setting those boundaries or having a conversation with the people in your family or whatever so that you can get to the place that you need to be in each of those categories.
0: Do you find that now that you've done this, you know, and and we haven't really talked much about your husband yet, what do you think, is this something that you think he would say, oh, yeah, let's, this is something that's going to be really cool to do? Or do you think he'd be there like, hmm, I'm not sure about this?
1: (laughs) I think there will be some convincing in this conversation, but (laughs) I think it will be a really good exercise for a marriage in, in general and trying to connect a little bit more when you have kids in your relationship. I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that. You spend a lot of time parenting and a lot of time taking kids back and forth to school and and doing after school care and you know working and finances and bills. You kind of lose sight of your actual relationship. And I think this would give time to kind of be mindful of where do we want to put our time and effort into our relationship, into our finances. You know, do we want to buy a house in the next five years? Do we want to go on vacation? Those kind of things. What are our goals moving forward? So I think it would be a really good conversation to have and to work on as a as a partnership.
0: Well, you know, I think that's a really good point. And I think, you know, doing that where you know you do what you is your perception of your wheel and then your perception of him and his wheel and vice versa. You know what I mean? Because once again, we don't have that thing of where we realize that maybe our time is being spent. And, you know, you touched on a really big one because sometimes when we look at family and if you have kids and stuff, you're right. That piece of that wheel just becomes such a big thing, but it doesn't have to be. But oftentimes people don't delegate. Parents will also think, Oh my God, I gotta let my kid be in this, and I gotta let my kid be in this, and I gotta let my kid be in this. And you know, sometimes when I work with kids, they're just tired, <laughs> you know? So it's 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 even finding balance for them in all their extracurricular activities, but even helping them to understand it's not about, you know, how you balance your wheel is gonna help them in how they balance their wheel. Am I gonna go and do 15 things, activities at a time and and still do school, and I have to be an A student. I gotta be this and I gotta be that. And I think that's why we're having so much more anxiety and kids and stuff is because there's that thing of doing a lot. It's like if you do this much, you gotta do this much and this much. You know what I mean?
1: That pressure. I mean, you get off of work and you're stressed and you're mentally drained. Going to go work out is a struggle, and we fight ourselves to get there sometimes. If we are really motivated, we'll push ourselves to get there. Well, the same thing with my daughter. She goes to school for, you know, eight hours a day, she gets out and she goes to an after school program and does, you know, a sport, volleyball, something like that. And she's tired when she comes home, like mentally and physically. So she doesn't want to give us that time, that space. So the summer to really connect with her is our time to, to sit down and kind of get to know her and what she is and who she is.
0: So I think that's a good point. So sometimes your wheel will move according to what's going on but at the same time, even with that, we have to remember that there still has to be balance in that. And so when we're talking about this, how do we balance it? Because when we don't have that balance, oftentimes you'll hear people say, I'm tired. I'm tired. How many times do you say that?
1: All the time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you were talking to Christy or not, but I said that, that all the for time.
0: Both of you, too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the
2: balance is important, but also understanding there has to be some flexibility. So
1: and it's okay. we're in this world of we're just constantly on the go and we're, we're expected to be somewhere or give her all, all the time. And sometimes you just have to have that spiritual side of things, that meditation side of things, that self-care where you really sit and you reflect and spend time for yourself. And I think that, you know, reading your book or sitting down and just having your time, prayer time, your alone time is needed to to decompress and to shut your mind off for a while.
0: And we talk about this on the podcast that, you know, mine and Christy's time is we really our time in our hot tub and also our coffee time in the morning. That was what was kind of cool. You know, when you were here, you know, you and Christy, because it's important for you guys to have that sister time too. just kind of sitting in the hot tub and and having that time to talk and shrivel up like prunes or whatever y'all (laughs) do. That
1: is pretty much what happened. (laughs) (laughs)
0: but those things are important too. And so, you know, I just want to say we are so grateful that you did the assignment and we're so grateful that it seems to have really hit a chord with you that hopefully it's, it's something that's going to be valuable on this journey of your life. You know what I mean? So we're so grateful for that. We're so grateful for MJ's input as well. And just so happy that you joined us for this. Yes. Thank you for being on, you know, yeah,
1: thank you for having me. And, and, even suggesting this on your podcast and bringing it up when I didn't actually listen to the podcast to begin with and giving me the opportunity to to sit down and go back and read it and, and be a part of this. So I appreciate that.
0: And, you know, just so y'all know out there, we will every once in a while throw in a snarky comment about Rebecca. And this way we know she calls and tells Christy, you don't be talking about your sister like that. We know she's listening to the podcast. Yeah,
2: <laughs> this is how we keep her listening. <laughs>
0: Because she never knows what we're going to say about her. Isn't that right? I have
1: to keep you guys in check. This is it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know what? Once again, thank you so very much for joining us. Thanks once again to everybody who listens. As always, we are so grateful for everybody who listens and work on balancing your life. It's so important. Work on that longevity of a good life, man.
2: Get the best out of it.
0: And... Pay attention to that miscellaneous, as we call it, or that stuff, those thoughts that takes up so much space in our head that, you know, we're not being attentive to the people and the things that are really valuable and important to us. And once again, we hope you have a really great week and we will be back next week. Thanks so much. Thank you. Bye. Bye.